From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, North Korea fires multiple cruise missiles toward the Yellow Sea in its latest provocation. A Seoul court upholds a fine imposed on Google by the Fair Trade Commission, ruling that the company monopolized the Android OS market. And the bitter cold wave is forecast to carry into Thursday before abating, with heavy snow expected in the western Jola regions. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. North Korea launched a number of cruise missiles on Wednesday morning. The provocation comes in the wake of emboldened rhetoric by regime leader Kim Jong-un in recent weeks as he pursues a hardline stance against South Korea. Daniel Che brings us the latest. North Korea fired multiple cruise missiles toward the Yellow Sea on Wednesday. According to South's Joint Chiefs of Staff, the missiles were detected at around 7 a.m. Intelligence authorities in South Korea and the United States began closely analyzing the details of the missiles, while the JCS said the Allies are closely coordinating under reinforced surveillance and vigilance and monitoring further developments in the north. The missiles, which followed a circular trajectory, are presumed to be the Hwasar-1 and Hwasar-2 strategic cruise missiles, which the regime claims are capable of loading the Hwasan-31 strategic nuclear warhead. A test using either variant is presumed to be an attempt by Pyongyang to demonstrate its ability to target the entirety of the Korean Peninsula, as well as U.S. forces Japan with a nuclear attack. Wednesday's provocation marks the first detection of a North Korean cruise missile launched since last September, but comes only 10 days after Pyongyang launched what it claimed was a hypersonic intermediate-range ballistic missile. The North has taken a more aggressive posture toward the South, with regime leader Kim Jong-un saying in his speech at the Supreme People's Assembly earlier this month that unification with the South is no longer possible and that the Constitution should designate it the principal enemy. The North also boasted earlier this month that it successfully tested a solid-fuel intermediate-range ballistic missile earlier this month, carrying a hypersonic warhead as part of its drive to develop powerful weapon systems. Daniel Che, KBS World Radio News. The speculated arms transfer between North Korea and Russia appears to have been confirmed with the discovery of a handwritten Korean character on a ballistic missile fired by Russia into Ukraine. According to the UK-based Conflict Armament Research on Wednesday, its investigators found a label with a handwritten consonant in the Korean alphabet, Hangul, on a fragment of ballistic missile debris. The discovery was made during the organization's analysis of missile remnants from the strike on Ukraine's second-largest city of Kharkiv on January 2nd, adding there was no further detection of Korean on other components. CAR added that the wreckage examined included distinct jet vane actuators, the bolt pattern around the igniter, and the repeated marking of the number 112, concluding that the missile is likely a KN-23 that was manufactured in North Korea. The analysis posited that the numerical marking refers to either the February 11th plant where such missiles are reportedly assembled or the 2023 equivalent on the North's Juche calendar. The Kremlin said on Tuesday that a visit to North Korea by Russian President Vladimir Putin is unlikely to take place before the March presidential election. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov made the remark to the Shot Telegram channel when asked if such a trip could happen before the election, set for March 15th to 17th, saying that these are more long-term plans. Peskov added that the Kremlin assumes that when the schedule is agreed upon, the president will take advantage of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's invitation to visit, which was extended to Putin at the two-leader summit in Russia last September. 
Last Friday, Peskov said the dates for such a visit were still being discussed through diplomatic channels and would be announced later. The Korean Central Broadcasting Station, the North's domestic radio service, said on Sunday that Putin expressed his willingness to visit North Korea at an early date during his meeting with Foreign Minister Che Sonny at the Kremlin. The upcoming U.S. presidential election in November will most likely be a rematch between current President Joe Biden and his predecessor Donald Trump. Trump secured another victory on Tuesday over Nikki Haley, his former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, in the second 2024 Republican presidential primary in New Hampshire to follow up on an overwhelming win in Iowa last week. Earlier, CNN reported that Trump had won 54.2% in Tuesday's primary, with 82% counted, to Haley's 43.7%, forecasting a victory for the one-term president. Congratulating Trump during ballot counting, Haley said she will not drop out of the race, which has become a two-way match after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out after Iowa. Trump, who served as president between 2017 and 2021, has been leading the polls with over 50% support despite facing four criminal indictments. On the other side of the aisle, Biden won the Democrats' symbolic New Hampshire vote despite abstaining from entering after the state party pushed ahead with the primary in defiance of the National Party's decision to designate the South Carolina contest the first. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. A Seoul court has upheld a fine imposed on Google worth 224.9 billion won or over 167 million U.S. dollars by the Fair Trade Commission. The Seoul High Court on Wednesday dismissed an appeal by the U.S. tech giant over the fine handed down for prohibiting smartphone manufacturers like Samsung Electronics from developing or installing operating systems using Google's Android algorithm. In the ruling, the court acknowledged the fact that the company monopolized the Android OS market, adding that such actions are tantamount to an abuse of market dominance and interferes with business activities through unfair practices. The FTC last September sent Google a correction order, noting that despite Android's open-source nature, the tech company banned manufacturers from developing Project Forks to create new code using Android as a source. The state watchdog imposed the order and fined three companies, including Google LLC, Google Asia Pacific, and Google Korea. The bitter cold wave that began on Monday is expected to carry into Thursday before abating. The morning lows on Thursday will fall to minus 10 degrees Celsius in Seoul, with similar or slightly warmer temperatures compared to Wednesday's forecast for the rest of the nation to range between minus 16 and minus 1. The daytime temperatures will climb to zero in Seoul and minus two to six above nationwide, about three to four degrees warmer than Wednesday, with the cold wave expected to gradually ease starting Friday. However, heavy snow is expected in the western Jola regions before stopping on Wednesday afternoon, while Jeju Island is likely to see accumulation of five to fifteen centimeters in mountainous areas until tomorrow. The government has called on the National Assembly to pass a revision bill extending the grace period for the enforcement of the Serious Accident Punishment Act by two years for businesses with fewer than 50 employees. 
Labor Minister Lee Jung-sik, SME's Minister Oh Young-ju, and Land Minister Park Sung-woo held a joint press conference on Wednesday, stressing that a session of the Parliamentary Judiciary and Legislation Committee set for later in the day is the bill's last chance to pass. The minister said small businesses with fewer than 50 workers have made efforts to prepare for the enforcement of the act during the past two-year grace period, despite poor hiring and budget conditions. The businesses, however, are still unprepared as they continue to face post-pandemic difficulties amid an overall economic downturn, according to the ministers. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 8.92 points, or 0.36% on Wednesday, to close the day at 2,469.69. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, shedding 3.90 points, or 0.46%, to close at 836.21. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 3.61 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,337 won. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.